0: Is shaking. We're back with four wins in June. We had some March Madness games last night, but you know we're NBA. Well, let's get into it right away.
1: Yeah, there's uh, a lot going on. The NBA feels like every game switches up the playoff standings and feels like uh, every game is worth watching at this point. So that's really gotten the NBA from making that happen. I think the play-in played a big part in that because now there's 10 teams to each conference that think they have a shot of Hey, if we can just make out the play-in, that, that one seed's not that good. We can maybe throw them off, or that two seed, we can throw them off. Especially with like in the West, when the Nuggets and the Kings and the Grizzlies are all the top three seeds, and you're like, hey, maybe we can make some noise.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's no team that's safe. I feel like this year, anyone has yeah. a shot at it. And Wednesday, we saw that a lot of good matchups with the Warriors and and Mavericks being the top one because they, mm. you know, we're tied for the play-in uh, or the playoffs and this was the last uh, game to decide a tiebreaker in the future. Uh, We also had the return of Ja Morant, and that was cool to see.
1: Yeah, it's good to see him kind of just enjoy basketball again. He seemed really happy. Uh, Hopefully he's able to get the help he needs so he can put all that behind him and just go back to being Ja. uh, Dunking on people, which he had that one sick dunk that he had. Um, I forget who was on right now, but uh, it's just fun to watch him. So hopefully he can get back to that.
0: For sure, and it looks like he just didn't miss a beat, right? He just was inserted back and – it was cute the the end the post-game interviews with his daughter mm-hmm. i think and uh it was like what it was like this is my city or something yeah. like that parade in my city and- parade
1: in my city is, is, is that the new whoop their trick maybe
0: maybe it's <laughs> the new one this year yeah put it all over their shirts yeah but
1: i i think it's always a great great thing for these players to show that they have kids a lot of them do to kind of show the human side to so you can resonate more with them instead of just like, oh, the controversial stuff. So instead of just thinking of John Moran as the controversial guy, you can do John Moran, the dad with the that spent times with the daughter. So yeah. I really like that.
0: Yeah, it was good to see that. And also we had like I mentioned the Warriors and Mavericks, it came down to the end. It was really, well, really great. It came great. down to the one play. <laughs> it was really, really great defense by the end of uh, the game by Draymond Green. I have to highlight that. But overall, defensively that there was not a lot of defense in that game
1: so i know the play that everyone wants to talk about the play the mavericks are protesting it's a lot of controversy going on it's i've never seen anything like it you want to break it down what happened
0: for sure so there's a timeout on the floor i I believe the the warriors called timeout um maybe it's the mavericks i don't know but there was a timeout on the floor and the referees had signaled it was the mavericks ball and then they told the the two, I don't know if they told the two teams, because there's a lot of speculation of what happened. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. But apparently the Mavericks didn't know that they switched. the possession got switched to the Warriors. And so the Warriors lined up to, to bring the ball out of bounds. And they knew it was their ball. So did the refs. But the Mavericks didn't know it was the Warriors' ball. And so they were lined up all the way on the other side of the court. And basically the Warriors' goal was wide open. They yeah. made a little layup. Looney got a layup or a dunk or something. Yeah,
1: It's going to be on and the Fool for sure. It's one of those moments It's just like, am I watching a movie? And, like, this is an Adam Sandler movie. Like, this doesn't happen. Like, how does that happen where you guys all line up on the wrong side and you're thinking to yourself, hey, the Warriors aren't over here. Why aren't they coming over? Like, why aren't they guarding us? And he's the ball, ball just isn't with the ref. So, at some point, one of the players had to go, hey, where's the ball? And just look on the other side of the court. It's like, yes, it's on the refs that they didn't explain it clearly enough to maps. But also, it's common sense, man. Look where the ball is. Look where the refs are pointing. And just have an understanding for the game. Don't be often in the clouds, not thinking. And just understand what the situation is.
0: Exactly. And I've heard reports also say that the announcer for the Mavericks, like the PA announcer on the – court, got the call wrong as well. Yeah. So they said it was Dallas Mavericks' fault after the officials had told them it was the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, who's at fault, the officials, the announcer, the Mavericks. But in the grand scheme of things, it's two points, right? The Warriors you guys won, won by, by two, two points. points. <laughs> However, in every NBA game, you could challenge two points. Yeah. The refs get calls wrong all the time. There were plenty. P- let me tell you, plenty of calls that the the refs got wrong that time against the Warriors. I'm I'm biased as a fan, but you can look at the stats. The free throw disparity. We have the worst in the league. So every game, there's gonna be missed points, missed yeah. calls. Two points. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Redo the game?
1: I don't know. It, two points was sent to overtime, which. Again, there's so many other things that could have happened. You can't just replay over time. Like, they don't have time for that. The playoffs are starting. It's just not going to happen. Like, Mavs, yeah, it sucks. Like, that happened to you, but you should have won the game still. You had a chance to win the game. You have Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Like, you guys should be able to make a clutch shot at the end of the game to win the game. So, like, it's yeah. also that. But I think the real question of the day is, like, how many sleepless nights for us Like, Come on, man.
0: <laughs> That's true. They they have no accountability. I saw a thing from Trey Young. It was like we you know get fined if we're bad, and we get benched if we yeah. don't play well, and all these things. The refs. What do yeah. they do? Do they get so like, Do they get fined? No.
1: It's like the Fred Van Fleet was the most outspoken when he called out Ben Taylor, and there's a report going around for a couple of days that said like, oh Ben Taylor's been demoted, and everyone's like, okay, this is a good first step. Like he should be demoted. He sucks. But then the NFL, not the NFL, the NBA refs came out and denied it. Said no, he has not been demoted. He is still doing his jobs. He's scheduled, been out for a while. This is just false. So I'm like, so there's nothing. There's no accountability. We thought there was good movement, to a good progression, to where there can be accountability. But really, there's not. It's just smokescreen. Mm-hmm. And they're, and not only that, they're confident enough to call out the media and show, hey, we're not gonna. Uh, make consequences for bad calls. We're going to defend our guys from making bad calls, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of – the NBA Referees Association have been kind of on one this year.
0: Yeah, and I get that, like, there's never going to be a perfect ref game. You're always going to miss calls and stuff. But it's like Mm -hmm. if you go back – that's another reason why I hate, like, the official reviews at the end of the game. And They ask them, it's like, okay, was this call – what happened here? And they're like, yeah, we saw it but looking another look, we saw it, and we realized we made a mistake. It's like, just cut that out. Like, yeah, it's not a why thing. Not even have, like, the interviews, like, yeah. with the refs, because that just adds all of it, like, yeah. more to talk about.
1: It's like the the refs come out with what's called a pool report. Every time, like, after a game, there's a big missed call. And, like, NBA fans used to be like, oh, crap, they've released a pool report. This is a big thing. And now we're getting one, like, every night it feels like. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's the point of this? Kawhi Leonard, when he had, he got tech for the fourth tech in his whole career, because Kawhi doesn't say crap. He just plays basketball. No emotion. That's who he is. So he got tech, and then the second half came, the ref came up there and was like, hey, that's my bad. like uh, That's on me. It's like, why did the ref just get to say that? Like, They should get fined for missing bad calls. Like, It's just not fair.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I want to say one more thing about this, and then we, we'll move on. But – um, with the Mavericks protesting this report, it seems like, you know, you got the call wrong, you're a little hurt about that, but it just seems like another excuse. And that's kind of what I've been hearing from the, the Mavericks recently, excuses. They get, you know, Luca the whole season going off, and they're like, oh, we need more help. We need to get Luca more help. They trade for Kyrie, right? He comes and plays, and then they have, like, four Five games I don't know how many games close games where I think twice they didn't even get a shot off for a last second shot to win the game and then another time they missed the shot or something like that is a bad shot and then there's there's just more excuses it's just like oh just wait they need time or whatever they're gonna feed off each other it's just, well you know the the regular season is almost over mm-hmm you're running out of time, running out of excuses. Yeah. This is a time where there's should be no excuses. So,
1: yeah. They got to fix something quick or else it's going to get downhill and you're going to waste the season. Mm-hmm. So, they got to fix it quick. But, but moving on to a, a more more funny note, there's a Mike Brown quote going around that I thought was hilarious. I want to your thoughts on. He says that Sabonis is the closest post player to Draymond Green in the league. Do you think that's a compliment to Sabonis or an insult to Sabonis or what do you make of that?
0: So, Mike Brown used to be the coach of the Warriors. Obviously, yeah. He's close to Draymond. coach of the Warriors, right? So he's close to Draymond. And on the offensive side of the ball, I do see a lot of similarities with Draymond and Sabonis passing-wise. I was going to say, you can't say shooting. Passing (laughs) and setting screens and all the offensive things besides shooting and putting, I guess, your own points on the board. But I don't know. I mean, Draymond's a four-time championship Sabonis so is a, like a younger player. I mean, I would be I would be respected. I think I'd take that as a compliment if I if I was Sabonis just knowing Draymond and his IQ and what Mike Brown is, you know, specifically saying about his game that, you know, is the closest thing to Draymond.
1: Yeah, they're 7 years apart. I didn't think there was that big of a gap. I thought Sabonis was a little older. Sabonis is only 26. Yeah. So that's Yeah, I think Sabonis is He's having this career year right now. Where honestly, um, people don't want to say it, but if you look at his numbers recently, they've been pretty similar to Jokic. They've he's been kind of like a eighty percent version of Jokic, and Jokic is one of the runaway MVP candidates. But Sabonis is on the Kings, so he's not getting much respect. So I like that uh, Mike Brown is kind of giving this. I don't think it was a fully serious quote. I think it was kind of a, uh, he's similar to Draymond, bah ha, but. I think it's more like, hey, I'm going to say this funny thing so Sabonis' name get in the news so people talk about him more and they look at his stats and realize, whoa, Sabonis having a good year.
0: Yeah, for sure. And he definitely has, and, you know, that's why they're second in the West right now. So, you well, know, they're I, third, in third in the West. Yeah, the Grizzlies passed them. Things change every day, you know. Yeah. Uh, but if, yeah, if it's, you know, funny, if it's a compliment – uh, I can totally see how it's a compliment just on a part of his game. But overall, I would say that Sabonis is a, a way better player uh, right now. Just, you know, what he's doing for his team than Draymond is.
1: Hey, Draymond's got a better right hook, though.
0: That's true. He does. Watch <laughs> yep. out, it's <he's> nasty. Yeah. <laughs> he has a better right hook, and he has a better uh, trash talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and more techs. <text>. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we also want to get in. We were talking about refs and stuff free throw disparity. Austin Reeves has been in the front lines of the Lakers and the NBA scoring like 30-something points and then putting up 20-something points the other day. But over the last like four games, he's had the most free throws. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talk about a script, the NBA <laughs> scripts. Uh, what do you think? Do you think this is a little scripted for the Lakers? <laughs> um.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think it is a little scripted. I think the refs, the not necessarily the refs, I think the league wants the Lakers in the playoffs because they want that storyline. They want to give LeBron a chance to win the championship. But I think it also is just like kind of situational where hey, LeBron's out, so there's more shots to go up, so someone has to shoot them. So it's Austin Reeves driving to the hoop. It's Austin Reeves uh, getting to the line and shooting more free throws. So I think that is a little bit of it. Like, it's just his increases in touches and increases in usage rate has gone up since LeBron has got hurt. So I think that plays a role. But I do think it is a little bit of, hey, maybe Adam Silver told the refs, ref a little easier for the Lakers so that they can win a game. So they can get in the playoffs so he can watch him and sell tickets at crypto.com arena um so I think there is a little bit of that, but I think it is also just Austin Reeves getting the ball more, and he's getting that his his style of play allows him to get to the line more as well
0: and it's not just a recent thing with the Lakers uh with their free throw differential uh you know right uh Corey sent me a a thing yesterday which I thought was awesome because, you know, I love this stuff that shows that the refs are favoring teams. But the highest free throw differential this season, so that means you're getting, you know, it's your free throws and then minus the other team's free throws, just the differential. Um, The Lakers are at 387 free throws. And then the next closest team is the Heat with 184. So it's like not e- like it's close to double the amount of free throws that from the next team mm-hmm. that they're getting and yeah. another point on that is the lakers aren't even a top 15 when it comes to drives per game they're not they're not in the top half of driving to the basket yeah so where are these free throws coming from on the contrary you have the warriors they're last and their disparity is minus three hundred and ninety two. And I understand that we do not drive to the basket a lot. Yeah. And we don't really play defense and we fell a lot. However, to be that like bad, it's, you know, there's something else going on. So that's those are just my thoughts. Yeah.
1: I, I am trying to think of it from a Lakers fans perspective because you could say, Oh, uh, we just get fouled more, and we don't foul as much. We play good, clean defense. And, like, yeah, that could be what the stat is saying. But it also is kind of alarming that it's double everyone else. That's the thing that gets me is just, like, how do you have over, like, 200 more than the next guy? That's that's insane. That's not a normal stat. That's not – uh statistically significant usually when it's that far of an outlier. When every other team is kind of that nice gradual descending as you go down to other teams, the Lakers are just they're just an outlier. Same with the Warriors, honestly. Like they're pretty far out there as an outlier as well. So you gotta take these things in context. Yes, it could mean the Lakers just game fouled more. That is what it could mean. But when it's outlier like that, it's hard to believe that. does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of factors into it. It's just, you know, it's just something cool to talk about and see, you know, prove your prove your thoughts that you think all the time, yeah. you know, me with the Warriors versus the refs. but And then I'll also talk about Steph Curry because he drives a lot to the basket. There was a stat where he was, like, driving more than Austin Reeves, and Austin Reeves has more free throws recently, and Steph Curry never gets the whistle. He is the worst officiated player, or star, I would say. Yeah, uh, Never gets love from the officials. He has to, like, that's why he sells it on his threes. Like, when he gets fouled and one, like, he has to, like, do everything he can to sell it, and then even then he doesn't get the calls. So that's just my thoughts on, on that. We don't have to keep going into that. But we wanted to take this next little segment to talk about the the top ten teams in each conference and talk about if they're contenders or pretenders, how high are their ceiling. So let's start off with the the East. Do you want to take it over? Yeah. Um, right now the Bucks are the number
1: one seed. I think it's pretty obvious what their ceiling is. Dave Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of the top three players in the league right now. He arguably is building a resume already to be a top 15 player of all time. He's a great player, and I think the Bucks ceiling is obviously NBA championship. They're a contender. They're a scary team. They're the betting favorites to win it all that right now. So it's pretty obvious they're a contender.
0: Yeah, and I would agree. And then next you have the Celtics, right? Celtics obviously went to the finals last year, mm-hmm. made it a close series for the most part. And, you know, they're looking to do it again. I this think man, they're definitely so. So
1: This man is dirty. We have a nice <laughs> clean segment. He's throwing a little jab.
0: Just a little bit. This man.
1: <laughs> kind of close. Just wait till we get to the Warriors. Ah. Uh, yeah, I think the Celtics are contenders I think they have a, a depth that not many other teams have They have shooting everywhere uh, Jason Tatum Jalen Brown are playing really good basketball right now So I think they're they're definitely contenders with a championship ceiling uh, Now the Sixers, this is where it will get interesting um, The Sixers, I think we can both agree they are contenders Because Joel Embiid is an MVP candidate James Harden is having a great year And they have a good team around them But what do you think the Sixers ceiling is? Cause for me personally, I I don't think they're getting out of the second round. I think they're going to have to play either the Celtics or the Bucks, or possibly even the the Knicks or Heat first round uh, or second round or the Cavs. Like, like the East second round is going to be brutal, and only two teams can make it to the conference championship. I just don't see the Sixers being one of them.
0: I agree. I think we you know you have to say they're contender just because they're third in the East and mm-hmm. you know Embiid and Harden, but it's the same team mm-hmm. every year with the Seventy Sixers. You have Embiid, and then you have another player that tries to, you know, be a star. Harden has definitely played at an All Star level. We joke around that he wasn't an All Star this year, but he definitely got snubbed. He's a great player, uh, but no, I, I don't am. see the Sixers winning a championship. I'll never say that as long as you know it's just Embiid and then another guy. Like they're not going to win. Yeah. Their bench sucks. Like, you're getting the whistle. Yeah. Next, we'll just move on from that. Next, we have the Cavs. Cavs, honestly, they're scary. I'm more afraid of them than I am of the Sixers. Mm -hmm. I think Donovan Mitchell can score, obviously. Darius Garland, Shifty. Then you have two, you know, huge guys that are great, that that play well together. It's not like Cat and Gobert that don't know how to play together. They can play. Yeah, they really can. So, so what do you think their ceiling is? You know, I think they could go to the the conference finals. I don't think wow. NBA finals, but I could see them in the conference finals.
1: I, I agree with you a lot on that. I think the Cavs have built a really well-balanced team. And I think for them, their ceiling is either going to be a first-round exit or I think they can also make the NBA finals. I'm that confident in them. I think if they get hot at the right time, they can match up physically and shooting-wise with any team in the East. I think they could represent the East in the finals. I think that's how high their ceiling
0: is. Yeah. So I think it, the Cavs are a legit. The dude. only reason why I wouldn't because just the Bucks and the Celtics they've mm. been there. But but They're just, a great team.
1: Especially Donovan Mitchell. Like People sleep on Donovan Mitchell's playoff experience. Oh. He's been in some of the hardest-fought playoff series in in recent history.
0: Yeah, and he's up there with MJ with the most points in a playoff yeah. game. So. so
1: he's he has the experience to lead this young team. And they, they got the fight. They got a good coach in J.B. Bickerstaff. Nothing but respect for him. So I think the Cavs have a, have a chance to make it to the finals this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Next we have the Knicks. They're kind of been on a little tear recently. I don't know if they're kind of dropping, but uh, I don't know. I think with the Knicks, you have Randall, and that's that's honestly kind of it. You're gonna Mike disrespect Brunson. You, Brunson? I mean Brunson, but he he has performed in the playoffs before, but it's just the Knicks. I don't know. You, I think their their ceiling is. I don't think they'll get it. if they play if they play the Caps. They're out first round. Yeah, this so, is the thing. Kind of I first round.
1: I think the Knicks are pretenders. I don't think they're a very good team. But I think just matchup-wise, they have a chance of maybe upsetting the Cavs. That's why I said they're either getting knocked out in the first round or making the NBA Finals. Because I think the Knicks do have a match, good matchup-wise with the um, with the Cavs. I like the addition of Josh Hart. I think he's would play really good defense on Dolvin Mitchell or Darius Garland. So that's why I think that. But I think overall they're just pretenders. I don't think they have any shot of making it further in second round.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then we have the Heat. The Heat are interesting because they've been there before. They have their core of Jimmy Butler, Bam, Tyler Hero. And I don't know. They're kind of scary if they're all hitting. I feel like it matters a lot for the three-point and if Tyler Hero's playing well because I've mm. seen a lot of games of him struggle. Uh, but I will, I've also seen a lot of times where he's clutch. Yeah. So with the Heat, I think they could you know, potentially give the – if. Right now, as it stands, they'd be playing the Sixers.
1: Yeah, that'd be a good matchup first round.
0: That would be good. I, I would see that going seven. So, you know, their ceiling, probably second round. Uh, You know, I could see them getting past the first round for sure. Yeah.
1: Though. Uh, here's the thing about the, the Heat is they have the culture. They have the, the dogs in them. The Jimmy Butler, he recently had a quote saying, I don't play real basketball until after all start break. And that's true. Like He turns up another level. And they have Eric Spolstra, who's the only coach to survive LeBron. Like, he is one of the top two coaches in the NBA and probably a top five coach in NBA history. He's a really good coach, and as long as they have Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler, I think they could upset anyone. I think they, But I think their ceiling is probably the conference championship. I don't think they could probably make it all the way to the finals. But I think they have potential to match up with anyone just because they have that, that culture that you really need to make a deep run, run in the playoffs.
0: No, for sure. So, you know, they're a scary team, and besides that, I look seven, eight, nine, ten. I kind of group these all in the same. I don't know about you, but you have the Nets, Hawks, Raptors, and Bulls. No,
1: I don't net the Nets and Hawks in the same one. I I would agree with the Raptors and Bulls. Like every team below that is just kind of like, yeah, they they're they're good, but they have obvious flaws. The Nets, like Mikael Bridges, is good, man. Yeah, he is really good. Nick Claxon is really good. If they're healthy and like they can match up with the team physically in a seven-game series, they'll they'll give a team some fits. They like they probably force the team to six or seven games, and when they probably wish they could get some extra rest. And the Hawks with Trey Young and Dejounte Murray, like they they yeah they're a five hundred team. They've kind of struggled this year, but don't sleep on the Hawks, man. They can give anyone a run for their money.
0: Yeah. So I
1: would probably say, I would probably say the Nets and Hawks are. Their first round bound is their ceiling, but they're definitely better than Raptors and Bulls.
0: No, they they are, but that's what I I was getting to the point. Like, none of those teams would beat, you know, the Celtics or the Bucks. Yeah, probably (laughs) not. But (laughs) right, you you never know.
1: Maybe if they make a move and they get to the sixth seed and play the Sixers first round, who knows? Maybe, yeah. Or maybe the Celtics fall to the third seed and they get play Sixers first round. Like, who knows? There's a lot of things that can change between now and then.
0: That's true. But um, I think you know Raptors, yeah, first round. Bulls, probably first round. We don't even know if the yeah if these are going to be it because the Pacers are right on their heels. We could see yep. you know them step up with Halliburton. Uh, but I don't know. I think think the East is good. Let's let's go over to the West.
1: Yeah, the West is the crazier conference. There's it's you can honestly go down to like twelve teams right now of teams that are 13 of the Blazers, honestly. Everyone except for the Spurs and Rockets have a chance to make the play-in, at least. Um, the only two teams that clinched the playoffs are the Nuggets and Grizzlies. We'll start with the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets' ceiling is the NBA Finals. I love the team they've built around Nikola Jokic. Yes, they're 5-5 they're five and five in the last 10. They're kind of struggling, but their home record is 30-6. and six. It's amazing. Like They're going to have home court advantage. Like No one wants to come play in Mile High City. Like they're gonna have a really good team. I think they're gonna make a deep run, and if things go their way, I can see them making the finals.
0: No, I definitely agree with that. They have the experience and talent, and now they're all healthy, so yeah, they're gonna be dangerous. Uh, next, you have the Grizzlies. They just clinched, and they're also another team that really, really good on the at home, uh, but you know they struggle on the road. They're thirty-one and five at home, and on the road they're fourteen and twenty-two. So. You know, they don't struggle as much as the Warriors on the road, but their team, you know, I don't know if they they got it. They don't they don't really have a NBA finals, you know, written in my mind. Even Western Conference Finals, that's a stretch for them. I'd say their ceiling is Western Conference Finals, but I'd see them getting out in the second round.
1: Um, I, I don't think so. I like the Grizzlies team. I think they have an explosive point guard jaw. Jaron Jackson Jr. is turning up to another level right now. And they got shooters all around him. Like, I think the Grizzlies have built a really good team. I like Taylor Jenkins as the coach. They have a good culture down there in uh, Memphis. I think they could definitely represent the West in the finals. I think that's a realistic possibility. And I believe in the Grizzlies. I think the Nuggets and the Grizzlies are up there, and they have a good shot of, of representing the West. So I like them. I think their ceilings stealing the NBA Finals.
0: Okay, fair, fair. Next, you have the Kings. The Sacramento Kings is going to be their first time making the playoffs for like 20 years. And light the beam, they have a whole whole movement going. So they're a fun team to watch. Will it translate to the playoffs? That is the big question. What do you think?
1: Um, this one pains me because the Kings have become almost America's team. Everyone's rooting for them. Everyone wants them. They're a likable team. They're, they got Mike Brown's a likable coach. Sabonis and uh, De'Aaron Fox are likable players. So I really want to say they're gonna do well, but I gotta say the Pretenders, man. They're they're too young. They're too inexperienced. They're not gonna go far in a seven game series. When all of a sudden, all these people from other outside are like cheering them on, like light the beam, like that's gonna be gone. Mm-hmm. They're not. Gonna, they're only gonna have their fans, and yes, their fans are crazy. But it's going to be a whole different level. They're, they're going to get attacked. they get scouted. People are going to have plays drawn up to expose them on defense. I just – I could see them going on in the first round.
0: I can see that too, especially as it stands right now. We'll get to them in a second who they're playing right oh, now. Oh, never
1: mind. That matchup, they're going to the second
0: round. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Next you have the Suns. The Suns, without Durant, are a terrible team. But with Durant, they're – Pretty good from what we've seen. We've only seen them play, uh, you know, the Hornets games. and, you know, not really championship teams but or playoff contenders. But the Suns, when when Kevin Durant is on your team, you're, I think you're a legitimate finals contender. Like, you're not yeah. a pretender. You're a contender. The thing is is that, you know, will they have enough bench to get through? Yeah. That's the only thing.
1: Here's the thing is, like, Yes, in the playoffs the rotations shortened down. So they are going to have to worry less about the bench depth because they're going to be playing their best players more. So that's a plus for the Suns going to the playoffs. But going 7 games against some teams that are physical like the Nuggets and the Grizzlies and other teams we're going to talk about here in a second, I just don't think they're going to be able to last physically. I don't think they're strong enough. I don't think they're, they're going to be able to weather the storm. KD's coming off too brutal and injuries like it's I just don't think they'll be able to withstand it. I could honestly see them getting upset in the first round if they play the Clippers here. Like, I could see the Clippers beating them. So I, there's a lot of variables. I think their ceiling is at best second round. But I could see them losing the first round as well.
0: Yeah. And I'm just saying, I'm just giving Kevin Durant credit because you know Chris Paul is probably going to get hurt in the playoffs. It's just how it goes. He always gets hurt. And Devin Booker hasn't been that guy. But I've seen Kevin Durant be that guy. And if mm-hmm. it wasn't for his toe... The Bucks wouldn't have won the championship. And, you know, if it wasn't for KD on the Warriors, we wouldn't have won two championships either. So yeah. he's definitely capable of winning a championship. This year will be the question is if he's the bus driver, I think, in my opinion. And I don't know. But moving on with them, we want to talk about the Clippers. The Clippers are a great team. However, recent news was Paul George spraining his, his uh, knee. And it's mm-hmm. good because that looked like yeah, it could it's good have been season-ending. End- yeah.
1: That looked like the type of injury that you don't come back from, especially a player of his age. So the fact that he has the possibility to return for the first round on the playoffs is fantastic news, and Clippers fans should be excited. Um, with that being said, I think Kawhi is turning into another level. He's turning back to that Raptors Kawhi that we've been waiting for since 2019. And I'm so excited to watch that. I think the Clippers have potential to upset the Suns in the first round. I think it'll be a really fun series, and I would love to watch it. I think think the Clippers, honestly, their ceiling is NBA Finals as well. I think they're a real contender. I think they have a shot to go all the way.
0: Yeah, me too. And next you have the Golden State Warriors. They've been terrible on the road, like we've said. They've had their struggles, but we both talk about they can just turn on a switch. And they can try when they want to. And, you know, they're going to be trying in the playoffs. The only thing I could see them from not making the finals that keeps them back is Andrew Wiggins. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't come back, it's looking like Gary Payton's going to come back on Sunday. But if Andrew Wiggins doesn't come back, we can't win. There's too many wing players that are insane in the West. Like with Kawhi and Paul George, with Durant, with... You know, the Grizzlies with Ja Morant, you need size and you need a wingspan like Wiggins to defend. And you you just go down the list, like even the Mavericks, like they're, you know, down further in the standings. But who's in a guard? Luca. So with Wiggins, he is such a key piece. We don't really, you know, appreciate him. But last year he showed how, you know, important he is to this team.
1: Yeah, the Warriors are pretenders. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they're playing bound. They're going to be in the play-in. They're going to lose to the Mavericks, and then they're going to lose to the Lakers and not make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Manifest it into existence. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I've been high in the Warriors. I've not been worried. I don't think I've ever been scared to not make the playoffs. they make the playoffs, and they're going to go far. They have a try to make it back to the championships, especially if uh, Andrew Wiggins is there. Honestly, if Andrew Wiggins isn't even there, I think you guys will be fine. Divincenzo can guard those guys pretty well. Draymond is still there. Kevon Looney does a great job. You got it's such a Gary Payton coming back on Sunday, which would be huge for you guys. Like, you guys are fine. Even if Andrew Wiggins comes back, that's Cherry on top, then I think it's you guys easily run through the West. But even without Andrew Wiggins, I see you guys making the finals.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Hopefully he can come back. And at seventh, as it stands, see this is the thing. The four and five, they're tied, Uh, you know, like percentage-wise. They're 10 and a half games back. The Warriors are 11 and a half games back. And then you have the Timberwolves 12 and a half games back. And the Timberwolves, we've said it all year, they're not that great. And they have Gobert. They traded away the farm to get him, and he's not done anything. Mm-hmm. He's taken a significant step back. he gone
1: outplayed by, um, what's his name?
0: I don't even know. Name any player. Thomas Bryan on the La- er, that was on the Lakers showed him up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Wenyon Gabriel on the Lakers now? No, he's now? on the Timberwolves. Timberwolves? Oh, Nas Reed?
1: Yeah, Nas Reed. He's outplayed by Nas Reed all season. And that's embarrassing for you, Rudy Gobert. Are getting paid $60 million a year in your contract? Like, come on, man you got to do better than that. The Timberwolves, uh, they're going to be in the play-in. I don't think they're going to beat the Mavericks in the first round. I think they're going to lose to the Lakers after that. And they're going to get bounced. They're not going to be in the playoffs. And guess what? That lottery pick is going to the Jazz. Um, so I think it's – I just don't believe in the Timberwolves at all. I don't think they have a good team. I don't believe in their coach. I, I like Anthony Edwards. But besides that, I don't believe in them.
0: I I would agree.
1: But then the crazy part is after them, we have four teams with the exact same record at 36-37. and 37. That's insane this lane of season. Have four teams that close fighting for two three play in spots. Um, and then you got the Jazz just one a half game behind them. It's insane. Um, so you got the Mavs, uh I don't know who how they're ahead of them technically. Same percentage points. I don't know what the, the tiebreaker is. Yeah. The Mavs, Pelicans, Lakers, Thunder and Jazz. It's like of those five four teams, like who do you think is the best chance of making it out of there?
0: the two cuz there would be uh three teams, right? That make it. Yeah. In the plan, I think you have the Mavericks, you have to put them there cuz Luka and Kyrie, and I think the Lakers make it because Anthony Davis will be able to, you know, keep them afloat until LeBron comes back. And then this is the real interesting one cuz if Zion doesn't come back, I think the Pelicans are out. Mm-hmm. I think the Thunder are in. Uh, but if Zion does come back here in the next week, and he can play like a lot like the last five games or something, I think the Pelicans get it. But honestly, the Jazz—I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think they're out. Um, it's going to be down to the Thunder and the Pelicans, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think um, I think the Mavs are a lock. I think they'll make the play-in definitely. I think the Pelicans, like you said, depends on Zion, comes back. I think the Lakers aren't a lock either. I think they have the potential to have a generational choke job and not make the play, play in at all, which would be hilarious. Um, I could see that happening. I
0: mean, we all want it. but
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it happening. Um, but the hottest team of those four is the Thunder. They're 7-3 in their last 10. They've been playing some really good basketball. Shea is playing out of his mind. Jalen Williams looking like a rookie of the year candidate. It, they're playing really good basketball. I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak up there and and make the play-in as well. The Jazz, they shouldn't make the play-in, but the Jazz just keep winning for some reason. I I don't understand it. Like, what what would you rather, have, better lottery odds or get eliminated in the first round of the play-in? Like, not even the playoffs, just the play-in.
0: Yeah, exactly. And what I used to say about the Jazz is that your expectations for this team at the beginning of the year were trash. Even your fans did it, and so. For you guys to be good, like, that's a win. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I felt like yeah. after the All-Star break, it's like, you traded away your players. Just tank. Like, you did it.
1: Yeah, it's like their expected wins were like 20 wins going into the season. They're at 35 right now. It's like they've had a fantastic year. Walker Kessler looks like a beast. Story Mark and rejuvenated his career here. It's like they have a lot of positives to go into next season. But just give it up, man. Like, exactly, it's over. It's like going bald. Like, you just got at some point, you just got to shave it off. Like, just accept the fact that you're bald. Accept the fact that you're not making the playoffs, and just take the L and get the better lottery odds, because that will help you out in the long run in a very, very, very stacked draft class.
0: Yeah, because honestly, right now they're you know closer to the playoffs than they are of getting you know down a spot in the lottery odds. Yeah, but whatever. We never know. We don't really didn't even know what the Jazz were doing this year. We thought we did, but apparently not. I just want to show the Lakers or the Thunder schedule. The Thunder play the Lakers tonight. That game is huge. Um, the rest of the Thunder schedule: they play the Blazers, the Hornets, the Pistons—three ta- trash teams—and then you play the Pacers. But you have the the Suns and Warriors, which are tough games. And then you have the Jazz, and then you have the Grizzlies. So, you know, honestly, I could see them winning five of these games easily.
1: Yeah. The hottest team right now in in that playing race, I could see them making some noise.
0: So if they go, you know, above 500 in these next games, like, they could be in and the Lakers could be out. So we'll see. But Um, I think...
1: Honestly, what this has done for me, honestly, just show how excited I am for these matchups. This playoff is going to be amazing. It's closer than ever. We have no idea who's going to make it out of either conference, so I'm really excited for the playoffs when they come.
0: Honestly, this year is kind of like March Madness, but NBA. Honestly, though. Yeah. Like, the seeding, like, it doesn't matter this year. Same thing, we're seeing that with March Madness right now. Yeah. We have a 15 seed playing today. So, anyway, we talked about that a lot. We know that's a lot of content for you. But we hope you appreciated our thoughts. Let's get yeah. into our bets, and then we'll wrap this up. So, yeah,
1: so last time we tied, it was 3-3. They're kind of disappointing. The Clippers choked it for me there at the end. Um, but I'm excited to have the first first choice here because it is the Celtics. Um, Pacers are coming to Boston. Boston's home after a long road trip. And the Celtics are favored 12.5 points, which is massive. The Pacers are a really good team. I don't really understand that. But I gotta manifest it. I gotta manifest the Celtics blowout because I don't think I'm be able to watch the game tonight. Um, but I think it's gonna be the pay- Celtics. I think they're gonna blow them out.
0: There you go. I Have to have faith. Uh, next, you have Spurs at Wizards. Wizards are favored at eight. That's a high spread too. I think you know I bet on the Spurs the last time and they choked for me, so I'm gonna bet on the Wizards this time.
1: That's a good pick. Um, I the Wizards are kind of in a slump. They lost four straight. Um, so that's a that's a good pick. I think they're going to break out of the slump here. Um, another huge spread here uh, is the Pistons at Raptors. I understand it's in Canada, but the Raptors are minus 14.5 point favorites. Huge spread. I know it's the Pistons. The Pistons don't really care, but uh, I got to go with the Raptors, man. I know it's a huge spread, but I just don't trust the Pistons to cover it.
0: I mean, I wouldn't either, but, <laughs> you know. Next, you have the Rockets, at the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are favored at 12 and a half. Another big one. I think that's all we have today until we get kind of towards the end. But I think I'll take the, the Rockets. I think they, they make it close. I've seen them be explosive, and, you know, they've had a couple games where they haven't, and I think they'll, you know, try for this I one. I will
1: gladly take the Grizzlies in that one. There you go. Gladly. Boop that trick. Whoop that trick! Parade in my city. Um, next game is a game that I will be monitoring very closely. Is the Bucks at Jazz? And I would we just went on a little rant about the Jazz to lose games, but come on, Jazz, win this game right here. Um, I think I the the odds messed up there. I think it's the Bucks are supposed to be nine and a half point favorites over the Jazz. I'll double check that later, but I'm gonna take the Jazz nonetheless. I think that I I really want them to come out and win the game.
0: All right, all right, we'll see. Next, we have the Sixers at the Warriors. We're back at Chase Center. Warriors are favorite five and a half. I think they got it. I think at the home, at home they're a different animal, and I think this is going to be a blowout.
1: Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, I'm cheering for the Warriors there. I want the Sixers to lose. I uh, don't want any part of the Sixers winning, so um, I'll be fine taking the L on that one if that's what it takes. Um but the next game up is the Bulls at Blazers. Kind of a, a matchup of guys who, like, this is the last chance if they lose this game. Who knows what's going to happen to them. Um, but I think the Blazers being at home, I just can't. I, it's it's a small spread. two enough points? Time. I got to trust in Dame. I got to take the Blazers.
0: There you go. I wouldn't bet against Dame time either, especially when he's at Portland. At his city. It's his city. Remember that. Next we have the Suns at the Kings. Kings are favored at three and a half. And they're at home. We're gonna light the beam on a Friday night. I'm telling you. I'm picking the Kings. That's a good
1: pick. That's a good pick. Um the Suns are still without K D. Um but Devin Booker is playing really good basketball lately, so I wouldn't be surprised if they, they won that game still. So uh you know what? I'm fine taking the um The Suns there. I think they could upset them. Um, But the last game of the night, we had Thunder at Lakers. Pretty good game here at the end, like you said. Big play-in implications there. Um, I went to Lakers last time, and I don't know if it worked out for me. I don't remember. But I really like the Thunder. They're really hot, so I'm going to take the Thunder here.
0: All right. That will be a good game to close it out for sure. And this weekend, there's a lot of other games coming up that – are going to be influential in the playoffs and determine a lot of seeding. So, you know, we're kind of getting towards the end here, and it's really exciting. We're, you know, really looking forward to the playoffs for sure.
1: Yeah, it's a great time to be alive, great time to be an NBA fan. I'm excited for things to come.
0: Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this episode on 4Wins in June. We hope you have a great weekend. Watch some basketball, sleep some, eat some, and we'll see you back on Tuesday. Peace.